And I'm Sam. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. Hi if you're new. Hello. Hey. Hi. 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 Okay. Hi. I don't know what that hi was. Hi. Hiya. Hi. Oh, I've got a funny hi story to tell you now. Okay. That's weird. We went for a walk the other day with the kids. We were walking up the cuckoo trail and there's this kid and his mum walking towards us. Mum has got cow print jeans on and knee-high boots. Okay, why and not? And she literally looks Ian dead in the eye, not the rest of us, who oh. are there, and is like, hi. Oh. And we were all just like, hi. <laughs> it was proper, like, intense. Ugh. Ick. <laughs> it, yeah, it was flipping gross, and Ian was just like, Hi. <laughs> no, I didn't realise. And Amy was like, who the fuck is she? <laughs> and we had to explain to him, no, she said hi to you. She wasn't talk she wasn't addressing us as a group, as is as is custom when you're out on a walk in the cuckoo trail. Yeah. Hi. Hi. That was so breathy. It was like, hi. Ew. <laughs> Makes me extremely uncomfortable. So apart from that, how has your month been? <laughs> it feels like yesterday that we recorded the last episode. Yeah. I'm yeah. not really sure if I can account for time <laughs> between <laughs> then and now. I don't know what I've done. But literally, I feel like I've not done anything. I don't think I have, to be honest. Just work. I've had a few birthday parties, like kids' birthday parties. Taylor turned 15 this week. Gross. Mental. Absolutely mental. Amy came down. That was nice. It was good to see her. First time we've seen her in a while. So it was nice <laughs> that to have uni her life, home. you know. That uni life. That uni bar rep life. <laughs> I know. Like, she spends all of her time at work. And if she's not at work, she's out. That literally is the student life right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not really <laughs> done anything else. That's rubbish, isn't it? It's okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same. It's okay. Oh, I'm getting hearing aids, if that's news, if yeah. that's an update. <laughs> I mean, that is a life update, yeah. A life update on getting hearing aids. Yeah, apparently there's a range of colours on the NHS now, so that's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure I will go for a silver one. No, not silver, no. Probably nude. Nude. All rose gold. Because I'm fancy. <laughs> See how I feel on the day. Yeah, but that is literally it. My my news. I'm old. You're not old, even though I've said it many a time on the podcast. <laughs> that whoever's like, <laughs> you know, a regular listener is like, you've definitely called her old. So <laughs> you've definitely times. told her she's old every episode. You're not old. No. Thanks. Also, I'd like to add, apparently not due to overexposure and going out. So, kids, you can still go out and stand next to the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Woo. If, if that's still a thing, I don't know if people do that anymore. As I keep saying, once you get them, you'll be hearing in HD again. So, And they're Bluetooth. No. You didn't say that. They're no, Bluetooth. Bluetooth. NHS hearing aids are in a range of colours and they're Bluetooth. How technology so, has... Connected to my phone, the lady assured me. 
to take calls. They also come with two settings of like noise. What is pink noise? I think it's a higher frequency. Because I've heard about brown noise. That was a new one that I learned about recently. Okay. What is brown noise? So brown noise. (laughs) (laughs) It just got (laughs) some part. No. So I think brown noise, I don't know, you know, the scientific whatever, but brown noise really helps people that with like ADHD and stuff. Um, okay. So when you're working, apparently some people put brown noise on and it really helps them focus. But pink noise, I think, is a higher frequency than white noise. Okay. So I don't think I don't think pink noise and I would get along. No. Yeah, I've learned so much. Well, there you go. It's going to help. It's so. a learning day. Oh, no, I have thought of something else I've done. Go. I went to see John Richardson. Oh, yes, you did. And that was amazing. I had so much fun. And he, But he did talk about a song, which I'm not going to talk about, because I was very disappointed that he even brought it up, to be honest. But it's about a fro- it's by a frog. No need to say any more. He said he loves it. Still, it's very old, is it not? Yeah, but now I loves it. There you go. That's my news. Wow. It was very good. John Richardson, if you ever get the opportunity, is a very funny man. Nearly weed my pants. <laughs> I did. There was one bit, literally, that made me laugh so much, I thought I was going to pee myself. But you didn't. There you That's go. what counts. I didn't. So. Yeah. Because I'm not that old. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Yeah, I've not, as I said, I've not really done much. The highlight, we got a new car. Yeah, Little Red. So, moment of silence for Mavis, my first car, my Vauxhall Corsa. Rest in peace. I love you, Maeve. Oh, I'm so sad. But I'm so happy with the new car. Oh, yeah. So, you've got a Citroen C1. It suits you. I sit in it and I'm like, oh, this really suits me. <laughs> it does do you. It really does. Like I sit in it because you can like, I've talked about my first car on the podcast many a time. Maeve had a tape deck. So the fact that this car, I can actually hook my phone up and actually have my Spotify rather than having <laughs> to plug in a little tape aux cable thing is a revelation. Electric windows. Maeve, you had to do the windy windows. Why do windows on May? Bless her. And she was only a three door. And yeah. now you've upgraded to a five. Five door. Yeah, I know. Just going up in the world. So yeah, new car. Feel very fancy. And apart from that, we've just kind of been embracing the autumn vibes. Have you had your pumpkin spice yet? Oh, we've had many a pumpkin spice. <laughs> come on, you know me. I do know you. As soon as they come on, you're like, yep. Rule is, the first one, it's always got to be the hot pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. Then the second time, we tried the new pumpkin cream cold brew. It was okay. Not not enough pumpkin spice in there. But then you've got the frap. And then the other day, I treated myself because they don't have it on the board. I asked the guy, I was cheeky. I was like, can you make the pumpkin spice latte an ice one, please? He was like, of course I can. Of course. So, different variations. You're getting cold pumpkin spice in your life. Yeah, making the most of it. So, yeah, apart from that, new car, pumpkin spice is back. What a time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! 
So let's get started. Let's have a look at the albums that we listened to this last month. You go first because I think you've got one more. Yes, I do for once. Oh my I know. gosh. I know. Um, so my first album is by Terence, etc. So I spoke about this gentleman last month in my singles. He is the fellow that had the 10 minute song, but yeah. there is a three minute version. Thankfully for you. Yeah, thankfully. So it's called Vortex. It's 11 songs, 59 minutes, 23 seconds. What the flip? So... He likes a long song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you didn't hear last month's episode, he's a musician, artist, filmmaker, and... I've since found out that he's been making music for a decade as well, which I didn't realise. But basically what he's been doing is scoring his own films and TV series. Okay. So that's really cool. That is really cool. Um, But this is actually his debut album. It's labelled as a jazz album, but much like the track that I spoke about last month, there's a lot of different sounds throughout. Yeah. Yeah. So there is some pop, funk, soul, R&B, a bit of indie folk in there, musical theatre, orchestral elements. But it definitely feels like the majority is sort of like a 70s R&B jazz fusion. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, there's a lot There's a lot going on, mm. as you can tell by the length of it as well. But in terms of themes, the album examines sort of the rewards and pains of an on-off-again relationship. I, I think one of my main issues is just the length of it. But saying that, I do feel like it makes sense as to why the album is so long because it does feel quite cinematic. Okay. It has a bit of like spoken narration throughout. And I think with his background, he's used to creating films and TV series. So I guess he's he's kind of used that experience and try, he's trying to translate that to sort of a music album form. So as much as I'm like, ugh, it's long, I, I do get it. But there's no denying how great the production is throughout. I think there's different emotions that are really easily conveyed. And again, I don't know if that's to do with his background in storytelling. I'm not really used to listening to a lot of jazz fusion or anything quite like what is included on this album. So I, I think personally it can be quite a lot to take in. Yeah. But when researching into it, Slant magazine said, the album is designed to feel as overwhelming to the listener as the emotions it lays bare. So I was like, that actually cool. is really cool. And I think that's really clever. But I think it definitely is an album that you need to sit with and have several listens to maybe to fully appreciate it. It's more than just different songs just chucked on an album. It does feel like each song has been carefully constructed and placed like a scene in a movie. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm a bit torn because I do really enjoy some moments throughout and I really respect the effort that's gone into it. Yeah. But it is just so long. <laughs> But that being said, like I, it's always really great. And what I've kind of been doing, especially this year, is really pushing the boat out and listening to different stuff 
And this really feels like nothing I've ever listened to before. So, no. you know, I'm glad that I've listened to it. I don't know if I can get over the uh, length of it. But the songs that I did like were Infinite or Infinity, I Miss Things I Never Had, and A Moment of Disguise. Cool. So the first one I would like to talk about is Spirituals by Santa Gold. So it's 10 songs, 30 minutes and 42 seconds. See, I like that. That's nice. good. Quick and dirty. So Santa Gold, she's been around for a while now. Yeah. Um, But she describes herself, because I've never really looked into her, but she describes herself as a genre-defying musician, nice. amongst other things. And that this album definitely is that. It's her first album in six years. Feels quite personal. Like it's definitely about her culture and being a woman. And it was described on Pitchfork as her most introspective and existential body of work to date. And the article went on to say, Santa Gold concocts her own version of African-American gospel music that sustained enslaved peoples through horrifying conditions. I'm not sure that I could find better words to describe this album it Mm. is really about a struggle and it is really about her culture and you know and the things that we're still talking about today which blows my bloody mind every time we have like a conversation about people not being accepting of of different cultures and people and Mm. and, you know the issues that that people face just because of the color of their skin or because they're a woman and you know even worse if they're not white and a woman and and this album is a great album and it feels like you're part of a really important story when you're listening to it I know I don't know if that makes much sense oh I think it does yeah like I said she is genre defying it's really difficult to even I wouldn't want to pigeonhole it into a into anything there are some like synthy dancey bits there's she's got a really beautiful voice there's definitely some kind of R&B trip hoppy bits Mm. it is really yeah it's definitely something to listen to and really kind of I think you have to be really open to listening to it, if that makes sense. You have to make space for it. Because I think the first time I listened to it, it was a bit too much. I didn't give it the space. And then the second time I listened to it, I was in a different kind of frame of mind. And I was like, no, this is bloody cool. Oh, that sounds good. So my favourite songs are My Horror, High Priestess and Shake. Nice. I really think you'll like Shake. Mm. I look forward to hearing those. I think you'll like it. So my next one is by Lauren Hibbard. Hopefully I've said that correctly. The album is called Garage Band Superstar. So it is 12 songs, 38 minutes and one second. (laughs) Sam's space. Why can they do that? Why do they do that all the time? Just round it down. (laughs) Upsets me, it really does. Yeah. Carry on. Um, So... Sam's request to everybody in the music industry if there is one second just round it down just come on it can't be hard to lose (laughs) that one second surely so how I found out about her and this album was one of the tracks uh, came up on my release radar um, and it kind of it piqued my interest because it had DJ Lethal on it from Limp Bizkit. Okay. So I was like, what the hell? Like, this is 2022 with DJ Lethal on it. I was like, this is 
crazy. Um, so I thought I'd just give the whole album a go. But she's an indie rock artist from the Isle of Wight. So the Isle of Wight is really popping off <laughs> this year. It is popping off. It's popping off. But she's previously had like Annie Mack and Jack Saunders from Radio 1 show their support for her. She actually played at Glastonbury in 2019 via the BBC Introducing stage as well. But this is actually her debut album. To If I was to round this up into one brief description... I've said this album is a big ball of pop rock fun. Nice. So researching into it, DIY Mag, when talking about one of the tracks, said it is refreshingly carefree power pop destined to soundtrack a likely resurrection of the kind of 90s cinema that brought us Clueless and Mean Girls. Oh, nice. But I feel like that's a great description for the whole album. Yeah, it, it definitely has that like nostalgic kind of feel to it. And yeah, it kind of feels like the peak of sort of pop punk time. You blink, mm. Green Day, Sun 41, that kind of pop punky. But it also feels really flamboyant at the same time. And apparently um, she's inspired by quirky, melodic 90s US alt rock so your Weezer, Green Day, she's kind of listed as her influences. Also on the album, one of the features is Wheatus. <gasps> so again, this is just <laughs> crazy. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, the lyrics are really fun and sarcastic too. So sometimes does feel a little bit wet leg. And I'm not just okay. saying that because they're also from the other white. But yeah, the kind of sarcasticness of some of the lyrics really remind me of Wet Leg. There's a lot of attitude that's sort of the no fucks given kind of vibes, which I can always get behind. And what I really respect about her as well is she was interviewed by Apple Music and she said, I'm not out here changing the world. I'm not writing Yellow by Coldplay fuck's sake i do really like that song to be fair um most of us are just at work looking out our windows watching a movie when we get home i'm just saying what i see and what's in my weird head and it feels good to let it out so i kind of respect that actually she's like you know what i've got my influences and this is what i'm gonna do and yeah there's definitely some tracks that are a bit too poppy for me if i'm being completely honest so there are some skips but it is a really fun listen i'm glad i came across it I mean, yeah, 2022 when you've got DJ Lethal and Wheatus as a feature on your album, that is wild. So, yeah. So the tracks that I liked were Still Running, Brackets 5K, which is the DJ Lethal track, Hole in the Head, and I'm Insecure. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too, Lauren, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, we all are. We all are. It's, just, it's just a thing, being a woman. Standard, standard. <laughs> How sad, but true. So the next one I would like to talk about is Ari Lennox, Age, Sex, Location. It's 12 songs, 41 minutes and 28 seconds. So this is Ari's second album and it's basically an R&B banger. Nice. It's kind of a mixture of your slow ballads and jazzy, smoky vibes. I, I've just... I made that up, jazzy, smoky vibes. I just feel like there'd be a lot of smoke. <laughs> I can't, like, hazy. It reminds me of old R&B. Like, nice. And it isn't. It's new. It's, re it's really difficult to explain because you can hear loads of influences in it. Mm. 
And so, like, there's moments when she just sounds the spits of Arika Badu and that kind of jazzy, like, cool vibe. And that's the kind of thing I can imagine in, like, a an American, like, jazz bar mm. with loads of cigarette smoke floating around. It just feels like that. That's what I feel like I'd see in a video. If... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. The songs are about kind of negotiating the dating scene. Okay. Um, and as a woman, kind of just getting yours when you need it. Yeah. But also <laughs> waking up with regret after a one night thing. Oh, you know. okay. Deep. It's, yeah. Um, oh, it, no. <laughs> nah. oh, right, that shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah. No. Okay, anyway. No. Moving on. Um, <laughs> it feels like quite an authentic kind of reflection, and it's just a really good R and B album. Really enjoyed it. Nice. So my fave songs are POF, Plenty of Fish. That's what it's about. Out there being plenty of fish in the sea, and what a shit saying that is. Essentially, <laughs> waste my time, pressure, and boy bye, which features Lucky Day. Ooh, boy, bye. Boy, bye. Nice, cool. But I think what you were talking about is like similar to a couple of the albums that we've spoken about sort of this year, that it kind of is like reminiscent. Yeah. But not ripping off. Yeah. It's but like still a, adding like a modern twang. Modern twist. Yeah. It's not, it's not even a twist. I don't know what it is. It's not as clean. You know, like R&B, it was almost overproduced, wasn't it? It was mm. really like there was a formula, like back in the kind of late 90s, early yeah. 2000s, there was a formula and it all kind of sounded the same and it there wasn't anything more in it. Yeah. And I feel like modern R&B, if that's even what it is, is yet yeah, there's just more depth to it, I suppose, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. No, I get you. It's yeah, almost like it very much was mainstream. And I'm not saying, because R&B is still obviously, you know, a very popular genre. But again, yeah, it's almost like it's... Um, it's like a... It's not like it's so front anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. What I don't know what say. you mean. I'm not very good at articulating, which is great <laughs> when you have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it up. My next one, and this is probably... No, this is my favourite that I've listened to this month. It's been on heavy rotation. Kenny Beats. Okay. And the album is called Louie. Very cute. That's it got a picture of the cat. <laughs> so it's 17 songs, 33 minutes. Ooh. Exactly. Nice. I applaud. Actually, well done. But I feel like that's been done on purpose Good. because if you don't know who kenny beats is he's a hip-hop producer beat maker so i feel like that's the kind of thing as like a producer you probably look at yeah. so he was like you know what no it has to be it exact. was like one second over and he was like no thank you <laughs> i need to cut it down we'll lose a second Sorry. yeah he's done full-length projects previously so with denzel curry that i've previously spoken about he's worked with Vince Staples Rico Nasty and he's done like one-off singles with Dominic Fike JPEG Mafia Slow Tie the list goes on and on and on but this is his solo debut as just Kenny Beats um and this album is a tribute to his dad 
So he worked on it uh, during 2020 and his father during this time sadly got diagnosed um, with pancreatic cancer. Yeah, really, really sad. And when he was interviewed by NME, he said, I've always said that I wouldn't do a solo album because I didn't have anything to say. Finally, I did. Also, which was crazy, is apparently originally didn't plan for a public release. So it's really cool. And even now I've like got goosebumps because I'm a loser. But it's almost like you get to hear this gift that he made for his dad and how like sentimental that is. And the fact that he's, I don't know, I feel like that's really lucky for us all to be hearing something like yeah, that. like super personal. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously it's it's strange because, again, Kenny Beats is a producer. So I think when you hear that as a concept, maybe, you know, people that are listening are probably like, but how does that work? Um, and I think what he's done is really clever. So you, you've got different artists that appear throughout. So you've got Slow Tie, JPEG Mafia, Amara Apollo, Dijon's on it. Fushi, Remy Wolf. Again, the list literally wow. goes on and on and on. It's so impressive. But the album is mainly instrumental. Okay. But when those artists do appear, they're incorporated in sort of like a non-traditional way and don't really have verses. Yeah, it's really hard to describe, but it, it's just they're incorporated in such like a creative way because, you know, there's other albums that have been released by producers where you have features on it and they fully sing throughout. And again, there's yeah. no shade to that. No. But it's so cool hearing how Kenny Beats has done that. Yeah, You've almost flipped it on its head. It's made the beats the, the centre of the tracks rather than the people but they do really add stuff to all the different tracks and saying that even on first listen you may not even pick up on certain certain artists I know I didn't it's when I went and looked and I was like oh yeah shit but yeah no I just think it's really cool it's clever it's unique and Apple Music summed it up really well so they said the project is much closer to an audio collage with beats curating moods across the project 17 tracks through a combination of sampling and live musical arrangement but yeah I think his talent is great I was you know a fan of his stuff that he made with um, Denzel Curry. So I already kind of knew that I would like this album to a certain yeah. degree, but I didn't expect to have this kind of reaction to it. It's got a proper hip-hop feel to it while feeling elevated. Yeah, I highly recommend. It's a really chilled album. It's great for work, cleaning, chilling, traveling, kind of, yeah, it's perfect for every mood. So definitely go check it out. My favorite tracks, which is very hard because literally... This is one of these albums that I could be like, I'll just put the whole thing on there. <laughs> um, Love that. Parentheses, Hold My Head, and Last Words. Oh, cute. Very good. I look forward to hearing it. So my last one is, and I said that I was going to listen to it last month, so it's American Heathen by Jace Harley. So it's 14 songs, 45 minutes, and 36 seconds. Yeah, I said last month that I'd found this song and 
and uh, then I'd got onto it and found out it was an album and I hadn't had the time to put to it properly so I'd do it for this month and so that is what I have done. So he's described on Spotify as a rapper, music producer and cultural activist. Oh, okay. There weren't any reviews which I found odd when I was doing research, I then found that there was another album that he's released this year. What? So I need to listen to that now. <laughs> so I hadn't seen it in time enough to to listen to for for the episode. So that was interesting. But this is his fifth album, and it's a greatest hits essentially. It's a compilation album. Oh, for God's so because I've sake. only ever listened to that first album, I didn't pick up on it. I just thought, oh, he's put American Pharaoh on here again. That's good. I like that song. I just assumed he was re-releasing it, but no, <laughs> it's because it's a compilation album. Just trying to get on that childish Gambino hype. Am I right? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm just joking. I don't um, know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I um, promise it was a joke. So I've added listening to his back catalogue to my list because this album is just amazing. I There's not a song on it I dislike. There's no skippers. Nice. And all of the tracks seem to complement each other. You know, sometimes you get a, like a greatest hits and the songs are literally just like so different from each other. There's It doesn't feel like there's a flow. This feels like there's a flow. Okay, that's good. And looking into him, I kind of feel like that makes a lot of sense. He, you know, as a cultural activist, you can imagine that the songs have got a lot of social commentary on. Hmm. And again, going back to what we were saying earlier, it's really sad that a lot of it's still applicable. But his website is really, really cool. And he's got some like quick read articles, which are tips and advice for artists and creatives. Oh, I love that. But I think you could apply them to like other circumstances. Yeah. But yeah, the album's great beats, great production, and it's just been on heavy rotation. I've pretty much listened to it every day since the first time I listened to it. Nice. Um, and I will be going back to listen to his other stuff now. I know that there was another album this year. <laughs> his full discog. <laughs> yeah, it's going, it's going on the list. So my favourite songs are Between the Lines, Ripped Jeans, Different Worlds and Moments. I just have a bit of an issue with compilation albums as a whole. Because is it a greatest hits? Like, I, has he really released that much music to have like a... Well, this is his fifth album, so it's four albums worth that he's been through. But then he would have—he's done mixtapes, he's done all That's sorts. True. Of, I kind of think—I don't know—it's all relative, isn't it? He's—he's he's released it really quickly after. So he released the other album in June, and then mm. this one has come out in September. You know, some people release the greatest hits because you know dollar bills. Like, Mm-mm. you know, someone has released a twenty. 20th anniversary edition of, of an album this month and I was just like because oh. <laughs> Christmas isn't coming round the corner she needs a little bit of extra cash in the meantime oh okay you know wow you know who I'm talking about now <laughs> um yeah wow. I know it was a bit bitchy wasn't it but yeah I, I don't feel like it's a compilation <laughs> album for compilation's sake okay there you go I like okay. him. I think he's good. I'll I'll take your word for it. I Listen you. to those songs. I genuinely think you will actually like him. So my last album 
is Pigeons and Planes Presents See You Next Year. It's 12 songs, 35 minutes, 30 seconds. So it's a bit different because this is effectively a compilation album. So we've gone from one to the other. But this is very different and the concept is very cool. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, where it's like... Because I've just talked about a compilation album and you were like, oh, a compilation album. <laughs> and now you're presenting. It's not a great, greatest hits. It's a greatest hits compilation. Um, so, if you don't know, Pigeons and Planes is like a music discovery site that's kind of like an offshoot from Complex magazine. I don't know if it, well, it's called Complex, but they have a magazine, they're online, whatever. And the description is, you can keep up to date with new music across all genres and from all corners of the globe. So I follow them on Instagram because, yeah, they do quite a lot of like on this day in music and stuff like that. And yeah, I just kind of like the things that they post. So this is Pigeons and Planes first compilation album that features original tracks from each of the rising artists. So, if you go onto the website, their description is, that's what Pigeons and Planes has been interested in since day one. Thinking forward, looking for what's next in music, and championing artists who are taking risks and acts we believe have the chance to shape the culture of tomorrow. This isn't a lineup of the hottest acts out right now, or the biggest names we could get. This is a reflection of where we believe music is heading, and only time will tell. So it seems like See You Next Year is like a reoccurring thing with new artists on every album that they're going to release. And I I really hope that they do keep doing it because I I really like the concept of it. And compilation albums have been around forever. We know this. You tend to talk about compilation albums quite a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, all all your artists like to release greatest hits albums. Yeah, right. But this is the first time I've ever sort of heard anything like this and I think it's a really cool idea and a great way to get introduced to new artists and of course because you have all of these different artists this means each track is their own vibe and own sound so basically it's like an old school version of a playlist basically like a (laughs) mixtape this is basically that yeah (laughs) so it's like the tapes you know or cds used to make me and it would be like different artists But I just think it's a really cool idea. I think, you know, this is for them, upcoming artists that they really think is going to shape the music industry. And they're giving them a platform, which is amazing. So I I honestly, I love this album. And I'm kind of surprised no other company slash business has jumped on this kind of idea before. Again, I know it's not necessarily a new idea, but no. It's a really enjoyable album. That's all I'm really going to say, because I feel like you just have to go in with fresh ears and not really knowing what to expect. The songs that I liked were I Guess, which is the ecstasy track, uh, Mean Girl, which is the Wallace, Wallace, I don't know how to say that, and Gum, which is the Bard, Bed Bard track. That is a lot to take in, quite frankly. It's definitely different. I look forward to hearing it on the playlist. Again, hopefully they keep doing it every year, so I will be listening. Intently. Yes, I'm waiting. <laughs> so singles, the first one I would like to talk about now. I didn't talk about it on purpose last month because I thought, no, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon, but I literally can't. Every time I hear it, it makes me smile. 
and uh, the first time I heard it it made me really cross and then the more times I've listened to it the more I'm just like no I flipping love it you know exactly what it is I reckon you do I reckon you do and it is Nicki Minaj super freaky girl I I literally did I love it as soon as you said the first time it made me really angry thing is I was exactly the same I was like ugh but now every time I hear it on TikTok I'm like I literally love it right it's the AK, 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 AK. I just, I just love it. I do get it. <laughs> so I tried to resist. I tried to hold back, but I just can't. I just, I need it to be out in the world. I love that song. Nikki, thinking she's hot shit as per usual. She is though, isn't she? I mean, but if I wanted to look like someone, like... That's my ideal body shape. But also, like, she doesn't age either. She always just looks great. I know. Just like me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You are beautiful. My first single (laughs) is by Mammy, and it's called More Than a Friend. So she's a singer, songwriter, producer. She's been described as explorative alternative R&B. This track definitely has a kind of indie R&B feel to it. Okay, I like that. Clash magazine have said she deserves to be held up with the likes of Scissor and Willow. Mm, So I don't really feel like I need to... High praise indeed bigger up any more than that but yeah i think because it has like the indie but still r&b feel to it it has kind of like an autumn feel to it okay so yeah production is very lo-fi and her voice is great and that's all i'm gonna say because again if you're being you know held up with scissor and willow i mean come on can you say so the next one i want to talk about is knuckles by the snuts oh i know I think I'm really just a bit late to the party with this band. I think I've seen this listed on Spotify, but I haven't listened to it. They're all over the place. Literally every time I put on like an indie playlist, Mm. they're on it several times. We went to Rye in the summer holidays and we were in this really cool like place for lunch. And they had indie music on and it came on on there, like it was on in the radio. Just, they seem to be all over the place and I just feel like I'm just a bit late to the party. I'm loving what I've heard of them so far, but I particularly like this song and I need to check out their album. Nice. Well, my next one is by Willow, believe it or not. Obvious. And the song is called Curious Slash Furious. Me every day of my life (laughs) um but this single feels a bit more rock than her last album which was more pop punky esque this feels a bit more rock if that makes sense yeah it's got elements of indie in there too very catchy as always still very emotional but really showcases I've said the extremes of her vocal range so you can really hear her singing but then she is kind of not screamo But she is, you can really feel her emotion by her kind of shoutiness. I just love her. Everything she does, I love. So. Everything. Come on. I want my hair back on top. I want my hair back. I don't mind that song either. (laughs) I like that song. I actually do love that song. (laughs) So the next one I would like to talk about is Vexed by Dexter. I think we've spoken about Dexter on a few occasions. Just absolutely just 
super cool. You know, those people who are just effortlessly cool. Like they yeah. don't even try. They're just they're just cool. It's got some kind of D and B undertones to it. There's like slowed down D and B at the back of it, and I just really liked it. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant mm-hmm. track. So mm-hmm. I look forward to you listening to it. Nice. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know about this track, so that's really exciting. My next one is Joji. <laughs> of course, it is. The song is called Yukon. Brackets interlude. Okay. So he has got a new album coming in November. Oh. Oh, can't wait. This is very different to the first single that he released. Still Sad Boy. Obviously. And sort of like alternative R&B. But this start, uh, this track kind of starts with a piano, which is kind of similar to the first single. But it's kind of quickly joined with some like electronic drums. Okay. It's really cool. It almost is one of those tracks that it feels short but sweet. Cool. So you get to the end and you're like, right, I need to go back because it wasn't long enough. Get to the end and you're like, no, I need to listen to it again. Nice. I love those. But it's kind of got similar vibes to his album, um, Ballads 1. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the album in November. And, of course, I will be reviewing it. But, yeah, great track. And I think you will like this one. So Yeah. I do like some of it. (laughs) Some Some of it. Some of his music. Just not all of it. Wow. I'm not. I'm not like a diehard. I'm not a diehard fan. Unfortunately. All right. So the last single that I want to talk about is "Nobody Knows" by Loyal Kana. Oh yes. I'm. Re- I feel really sad about Loyal Kana. You feel sad. So uh, this song's brilliant. Yeah. It just he is just such a wordsmith, and it's really chilled out. And I've recently found out that a colleague of mine really likes him too. So it's cool that we can talk about that. But the reason I feel sad is because Loyal Kana put out his tour dates, and tickets went on sale, and I did not get any, and it oh, makes no. me really sad. <laughs> I really wanted to go. I was playing at Brighton. Oh no, and that's the issue. It's like it's so close, but then the tickets go really quickly. And I didn't, so I didn't do the pre-sale because yeah. I saw the dates and I was like, I can't do that because it was Ian's birthday. And Sorry. then <laughs> See ya. Then Ian sent me this song and I was like, yeah, I know, it's amazing. I love him. I'm really gutted because I'd really like to go and see him. But he's playing on your birthday and I'm obviously not going to do that. He was like, why? You should go. You really want to see him. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And he was like, yeah, you should. And anyway, I tried to get tickets and there weren't any. Not even like cheap shit ones. Even went and tried later for the resale tickets. Nothing. I'm absolutely gutted. Maybe just keep an eye out and see. Yeah, see if any come available. Because I just really want to go and see him. Yeah. He's on my list. He's on my bucket list. It's so annoying because at the same time, 1975 released their tickets. That was too bloody also, pricey for me, though. I'm not. Well, that's it. Lie. I also tried to get. I also tried and looked at tickets for them, and I was like, "Jess will definitely come with me. It's fine." So I didn't even ask you. I looked, and even the really cheap seats were gone. So I looked, and it was like a pre-sale thing. And the cheapest tickets were 56 quid. And I was like, I don't know if I was just being a bit stingy. I think you were being stingy. I would have paid that. 
I just think, uh, oh, I think that boils down to the fact that you really struggle with them, even though you actually love them. I do love them. And I have seen them already. Yeah. Well, some but of us they haven't. were as, you know, they were supporting Muse and I didn't actually know who they were at that point. So. Yeah. Send me free tickets. <laughs> Send me free tickets. VIP, VIP, VIP. <laughs> so my final single is by Rap Fiera. And the track is called Black Paladin's Theme. Again, hopefully I've said that correctly. This one just came sort of up on like a radio, Spotify radio recommendation type of thing. Oh, I love that. After that Jace Harley album, the radio is immense. Just saying. I honestly, I love it when I get to like an album and then you're like, right, I don't really know what to put on, but you've enjoyed that album. So you just let it go. You let it flow. And some tracks appear that I'm like, oh, yes, I already know that. I really like. But I'm finding so much music just through that kind of outlet. And it's great. Hence why I'm talking about this track. Yeah, it feels really raw and the production has like a classic sound to it. Kind of feels like a bit like a MF Doom vibe, but it's not like he sounds like MF Doom. It's just the kind of production has a bit of like a lo-fi, old-school, underground kind of vibe, if that makes sense. Cool, it does. And he's pretty much just rapping for two minutes straight. It's really effortless, and it kind of feels like he's just freestyling for two minutes. But, yeah, it's really cool, really old-school feel to it. And we know what I feel like when it comes to old school hip hop. So yeah, it's great. Boom. Like it. That's it. Enough said. Yep. Did I tell you that Taylor is listening to a lot of hip hop at the moment? Like the NWA. Oh. Like literally old school stuff. And then he messaged me a few a few weeks ago it was now. And he was like, I've been listening to some MF Doom. And I was like, oh. Ash is going to be so proud of him. Yes, Taylor. And then he was like, I need to speak to daddy about it. And I was like, I wouldn't bother. He doesn't know who MF Doom is. And this is the thing. Taylor was really upset by it. He was like, what do you mean? Ash is always, you know, for as long as I've known Ash, he's always been a huge MF Doom fan. And obviously I've known about MF Doom, obviously through you and Joe and all of that. But it's like, it's one of those things that if you know, you know. Yeah. And there's so many people that still don't know about MF Doom. And you're like, that just blows my mind. Because you're like, but how, what? How? Yeah. He's so underrated. So underrated. Honestly. And he's just listening. And he like keeps quoting stuff at me. And then I'll quote it back to it. Like, oh, I'll do the next bit. But he's also, at the same time, mm. which you'll be really proud of, he's watching Breaking Bad at the moment. Oh, yes. Oh, jealous. What time to be alive? (laughs) What a view that for the first time. Jealous. And listen to old school hip hop. You've had a good influence on that boy. (laughs) Really good influence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not a regular stepmom, I'm a cool stepmom. Record of the month. Brown noise. Not brown noise. Not brown noise. Although I've got a weird, weird feeling that my Spotify end of year thing is going to show be brown noise. No, <laughs> Loads of ocean waves. Because that's what I've been listening to to help me get to sleep. 
imagine that's literally all of your raps is just <laughs> ocean noises. Yeah. I only put it on for an hour, to be fair, because I I found there's a sleep time thing. Yeah, there has been for uh, like yeah, ever. I did not know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> my record of the month is not a new track. It is from 2008, and it is not a new track to myself either. But you know where you just forget about a track and then it pops up? Yes. It's Paramore. (laughs) (laughs) So you haven't forgotten about it? Well, okay, maybe that's the wrong... I think you're misleading us. No. Me and the listeners. So the track is called I Caught Myself. Okay. So this is one of the tracks that is included in the Twilight soundtrack. So this is a throwback. Good soundtrack, just putting that out there. It is great. The first one will always be my favourite. Yeah. Always Stunned. great, that one. I said that to someone the other day and they were really surprised. They were like, no, that's the worst one. I'm like, no, it's Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I watched, I rewatched them all quite recently. Mm. The CGI will always upset me, but... The baby. Oh, the baby. God. Oh, the baby. Um, I just like the feel of the first one. Like, the aesthetic of it all. It's great. Yeah, yeah the tracks that Paramore made for it is just, yeah, great. So this one, it has, like, an American football feel to it. But slightly heavier, not too heavy. And Haley's voice, incredible, as always. But it's just kind of with um, anticipation of new Paramore music. I've been sort of drifting in and out of their their discog as as usual. But yeah, their new track comes out on the 28th of September. Okay. I'm chomping at the bit. I can't wait. <laughs> there was speculation that... Chomping. Literally, I ha- I've been waiting. There was rumour with um, Haley's podcast that she does... Um, that is now ended, which I'm really sad about. And it seems like it's only a one-time thing. So it doesn't oh. seem like she's going to do it anymore. I hope she does. But people were speculating that potentially she was going to incorporate it into the last episode. She didn't, which well, I'm very sad about. But hey, 28th of September. And hopefully an album won't be too far behind that either. So Exciting. Yeah, I've just... For some reason, this is the one track that I've just been listening to. Maybe, again, it's that Twilight Autumn feel. I don't know. Maybe. I decided a f- couple of weeks ago to listen to just my liked songs. I literally just whack them on shuffle and see what happens. Yeah. And loads of, like, just random stuff that I'd completely forgotten. Not necessarily random, but stuff that I loved that I just don't listen to on the regular anymore but was yeah. obsessed with at one point justin timberlake summer jams i flipping love that song mm. song but literally loads of stuff has been coming on and it's been obviously feeding into my other playlists on yeah spotify so i've just been hearing like every now and again just a random old one and i'm like oh i remember this track love this track mm. Uh, but that is not my record of the month. My record <laughs> of the month is a new track. Um, so it's called Won't Turn Back. It's by Jacob Banks. Okay. So he has actually got an album out, which I have listened to, but didn't feel was appropriate to review. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> he just no. didn't. He just 
I don't, I don't really know how to explain it. So it, the album, it's quick review. The album itself, <laughs> <laughs> some of it's really slow and it took me a while to get into it. And there's there's such a minimal amount of songs on it that I have listened to more, more and more and more. I, I've tried to go back to it because I thought maybe I just wasn't in the right space and I needed more headspace for it. But I am still struggling with it as a project. Okay. Um, so there's just like a couple of songs that I really like, but I really love this song. It's really got a real like old school soul vibe to it, and mm. it's kind of reminiscent of Otis. Oh, nice! And it's just lovely. And I I sent it straight away to Shannon after the first time I listened to it because I automatically I put it back on again. So yeah, it's just really beautiful. Just not the album. <laughs> It just goes to a few different places and it's really slow and, mm. yeah, I'll just struggle with it a bit, I suppose. Yeah, you almost yeah. feel like you can't really yeah. give it a I, fair I don't wanna, review. Yeah, I don't want to give it, I don't want to do it a disservice because he is very talented. Okay, I look forward to listening to it. Nice. Yeah, it's a good song. Notable mentions. So my first one, as always, got to talk about movie. Got to talk always. about movie. Always. So... We recently went to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Okay. Don't know if heard about it. it. Nope. So this is an A24 movie. And if you don't know, A24 is like the popular like film production, like distributing company at the moment. Okay. Basically, A24, I love them because every movie that they're involved with is just pretty darn good. Okay. Um, so they did like Hereditary, Midsummer. Moonlight. That makes sense, yeah, yeah. Loads of different movies. Um, but this one was a little bit different. So it's kind of like a who done it. Okay. Which there's quite a few out at the moment, but this is basically like a comedy horror thriller. Okay. So the premise on IMDb is when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh and funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. Oh, that sounds fun. So it's got Pete Davidson in it. Okay. It's also got Maria Bakalova, who was in Borat 2, played (laughs) Borat's daughter. Okay. Amanda Steinberg in it, Rachel Sennett. So it's got kind of a few like upcoming people, but then it's got Lee Pace in it, which is very bizarre because he's much older than everybody. So he's the one that played Ronan in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. And his character is incorporated in a very funny way. But yeah, it's a whodunit kind of movie. But it's very on the nose and kind of takes the piss out of sort of Gen Zs, if I'm honest. It's about time because you guys take the fucking <laughs> piss out of us millennials all the time. Amen. It's very current. And like, I guess like in 20 years, it will be like, oh my God, yeah, that is how it was back then. <laughs> and just, it's the one of the stupidest movies I've seen recently, but in the best kind of way. I love a stupid movie also where i watch so many movies i'm constantly always guessing what's gonna happen Mm. and with this movie of course because it's a whodunit you're constantly guessing at who 
who it is. But the twist at the end, I was like, oh, I didn't see that fucking coming. Okay, (laughs) cool. But it's stupid in the best kind of way. If you want a movie, it's not scary at all. It's labeled as a comedy horror. It's not scary. Obviously, if you're of age and you are 15 and over and you can go see it, I would recommend it. You don't have to think about it. It's just a fun time. Totally ridiculous. I loved it. Cool. So I want to talk about a TV series that Ian and I started watching. So I saw this advert literally like the day before and it was a bit like strange and like you can't believe what you're going to see, blah, 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 blah. And it kept like glitching. I was like, oh, I want to watch this. I want to know what it's all about. So we went to watch it only to find out that it was the second series and we'd completely bypassed the first series. So we started watching the first series. We binged it in a week. So And now we're waiting for like each episode to come out every week. And it's really traumatic. But we've got one last one to watch. And it's called The Capture. I think I've told you about it. But yeah, it's literally the government basically covering stuff up but using cctv so they change the images and like, scrub the images i'm not going to say anymore yeah because i was like oh yeah i can put that all in the background when i'm working and you're like uh, no. don't recommend that <laughs> you will miss stuff you don't know what the fuck is going on i looked at my phone once and we had to like pretty much start the episode from the beginning because I was like I don't know what oh no yeah it is on my watch list I just need to find the time to that's just so good well my my next one is She-Hulk nice I know it's not finished yet no we've got a good few weeks but I really specifically just wanted to talk about one thing so have you are you kind of up to date I think so did you see the Megan the Stallion cameo? Yes, I did. It was brilliant. I just want to talk about it because I knew, so I'd seen like kind of like clickbaity, like total film articles that basically was like, Megan the Stallion is now in the Marvel universe. And I was like, oh, so she's going to be like a character somewhere. And then this whole episode, if you haven't seen it, it's not really a spoiler, but basically someone is being catfished and they think or they thought that it was Megan the Stallion that they were going out with. Thought he was dating Megan the Stallion. <laughs> she appears in the episode um, and there's kind of like an end credit scene. Which is just amazing. Where her and She-Hulk are basically like twerking. Isn't it to Buddy Yaddy 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 Yeah, it's the bit for me where she goes, I will kill for you Megan the Stallion and I'm just like, yeah. Just like, no, like, calm, calm down. I love Megan the Stallion. So that was really cool from like a music perspective. Um, but just again, we'll probably talk about it when it's over. But She Hulk, overall, I am loving. I love that it's so different to kind of what we've seen before. And again, I think Marvel are really doing that in these yeah. kind of next phases. They've really been exploring different avenues. So I really like that. I know that there's some fragile men out there that really hate this show. Mm. But get over it. I think what people are upset about is that mainly it is about her being a lawyer. But yeah. the literal title of the show is She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Yeah. So what do you expect? I I am particularly enjoying the two camera pieces. Yes, love when that. It's just like, I know you love Wong. 
I just really, I love that I like comedic it. timing it has. I, I love it. I, I'm I really love her it. assistant. I'm just going to put that out there. I love her assistant. I'm paralegal. She's immense. As not even like a diehard comic book fan, but just a Marvel fan in general. Like, what more do you want? Like, it's fun. Well, exactly that. It's so much fun. And I, like you say, they're exploring kind of different ways of presenting the universe to us and, and how that affects different people. And that is what this is, isn't it? This is the impact of her now being She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. While trying to kind of be a normal person yeah. at the same time. And navigate actual life. Yeah. Um, and just getting sucked into all this... Superhero shit. Superhero shit that she's actually not that bothered about. She doesn't really no. want to be part of, but hasn't really got much of a choice. And the, the soundtrack has actually been really kick-ass too. Yeah. The end of the first episode, who's the girl? Oh, amazing. Na, 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 na. And then obviously Megan Thee Stallion, walking on broken glass, oh, nice. appeared. Nice. They, you're welcome for that singing. <laughs> that was beautiful. beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And yeah, that's it. That's all from me. That's it. That's it. So um, as with last month, we are now not longer, we're not theming anymore. Uh, Unless we feel like it's necessary, I guess. at Christmas when we do our wrap. But we are supplying you with a curated playlist uh, to accompany you through the month before you hear hear from us again. So this will be your October playlist, given that it comes out at the end of September. And yeah, we hope that you find it enjoyable Mm -hmm. and that it sets the scene for your October. For the proper getting into the autumn yes. season. Crunchy leave season. Oh, can't wait. Sweat weather. Well, technically, this day that we are recording, I believe it is technically the first day of autumn today. Yeah, I did not know that. So we're in autumn. We're in spooky season, people, which means it's nearly Christmas. Sweat weather. Woo! So yeah, we hope you enjoy the playlist, your your theme or soundtrack for your October, if you will. So as always, you can find all of our information, links to the Spotify playlists, um, links to our other episodes, random information about us, and links to our socials on our website, which is pumpupthejampodcast.com, mm-hmm. curated by the beautiful Jessica Smith. Hello. Please reach out to us. Let us know what you think, what albums you're listening to, songs that set your October. Yeah. And let us know if you've listened to the albums that we've reviewed today or the singles. Let us know what you've been listening to, what you've been liking, or maybe what you haven't been liking. I don't yeah. know. Quite happy to get into those conversations also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? Let's do Why it. not? Yes. It has been fun as always. So... Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do. (laughs) Well, peace. Bye. Bye. Bye.